Welcome back, everybody, to ITU TV. I'm here with your boy, Michael Franz. Welcome, man. Welcome. What up, what up, what up? Here today, we're talking about growing a small account. We know it is a struggle for new traders coming through out there. So we want to just break some things down, some do's and don'ts, things you've been through, things of that nature. I'm going to have Mike lead us off because he's got a great example just from the beginning. Oh, man. Yeah, we can uh, definitely talk about these things. So um, I I tend to believe that everybody that, that comes into the Forex market or even trading, they're sold on a dream, right? Nine out of 10 people have seen people on Instagram or somebody told them to trade something and they saw some form of profits and they were like, oh, my gosh. And they get this overzealous feeling, right? This mm -hmm. overcompetence that they can actually take $100 and make a million dollars out of it. And you can, but let me tell you, the struggle is real with that. And the reason why is because in this game, you have to have money to make money, right? If you want to do it correctly, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have people who are going to make two, three, four, five thousand $5,000 and only started with a few hundred dollars. But what are they doing? They're over leveraging. Um, they're scalping, right? They're not telling you when they're getting in and out. It's just really quick and they're just stacking trades, right? But that's the thing. Like, um, if I, I believe we talked about this um, last night, um, on on the call um situations yeah. like this yeah. uh because when you when you when you take your risk and you take your psychology and you take everything out and you insert probability you can control your trades a lot better which is why trading in the zone is so beneficial right so those people that were sitting there talking about making three four five thousand dollars and they only had a couple hundred dollars in their account those are what you Adam, you guys may not have got there yet, but that is called a boom and bust trader because they will make the money and then they'll turn around and lose all that money the very next day, right? Yep. Yep. So <clears throat> you have to be careful with that because over leveraging is a massive problem. Over leveraging screws with your psychology, right? So this is what we talk about when it's like, hey, being able to remove emotions and insert probability remove anything like zay would agree with me when you're sitting there and you're over leveraged and you've got you know a thousand dollars in your account and you're sitting there and draw down on four and five hundred dollars you're tripping you're tripping yeah, at that point you're not probably. sleeping you're sweating right because you're <laughs> like wait a minute i'm losing my whole account right now what's going on that's and then you start thinking that thousand dollars could have went to this bill i could have bought this i could have went out to dinner i could have taken a trip boy right so Those when you sit those thoughts will <laughs> those thoughts will kill you they, they will yeah. kill you so take it baby steps right i will always tell people start out with a hundred dollars but use small lot sizes so you can get used to it because a hundred dollars can be put back into the account like nothing but this is also why i tell people don't be afraid to go to a prop firm account like ftmo and top tier right because when it takes money to make money now you also have to understand the psychology behind this okay these things are interesting because you could you could pay six hundred dollars to top tier and they'll give you a hundred thousand dollar account, right? But but there's rules and limitations and regulations that go on with those things. So that hundred thousand dollar account, once you pass the two challenges, or even in the challenges because you're trading off a hundred k, right? When you when you've got those, you could you have to treat it as if it's a ten thousand dollar account. Hundred percent, right? Because you only have. 10% to lose on the account completely. In fact, it's even less because if you go more than 5% drawdown, they'll close you out yep. and you lose it. 
So yeah. not only does your drawdown have to be on point where you have to have as little as possible, but you also have to not have the losses as well, the large losses. So FTML and top tier, they, they provide a requirement for discipline. They require like actual, uh, like a trading plan type execution. That's why a lot of people benefit from these things and only a, a small, small amount of people actually succeed with it. How many people do we know that have failed over and over and over and over again, right? Look, I just told you I failed the top tier account two weeks ago. I blew that on some bullshit news, right? And I, we could tell that story here in a little bit, yeah. but, yeah. you know, it dealt with over leveraging. It dealt with emotional trading. It dealt with this. It dealt with that. The first thing is that when I just told Dave that story, he was like, you know what you should have done. And yeah, I know what I should have done. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I didn't. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I, I got overzealous. And that's what I that's why I say your emotions will take over this thing. So understand what a hundred dollars can do. And if a hundred dollars is not a lot to you, guess what? It's nothing to the market. Yep. Right. Yep. So stop feeling like you're gonna take it from a hundred to a million overnight and focus on the actual skill set and compound, right? Building small accounts is fine, but starting from the the hundred dollars or less than a, let's just say less than a thousand. Starting from that standpoint, it's an uphill battle that you're going to face where you're like, wait, I'm not making any money. If you're consistent with your wins, the frustration is going to come from the lack of profit yep. because you're not working with a lot of money. You have to be able to use a large lot size correctly with the correct percentage to be able to make a lot of money. You can make mm -hmm. a lot of money when you have a $10,000 and five, five to $10,000 limit. You absolutely can make a lot of money because then at that point, you're working with a five $10,000 account. Correct. Correct. So what do we, what, what, what more can you ask for? For 600 bucks? Might as well. Yeah. I mean, I am like, like we said previously, I'm not against uh, prop firms at all. I think that, uh, like you said, when it comes down to them, you got to treat them as much as you can lose, as much risk as you, you can be given. That's where they make their money. People coming in thinking they're trading $100,000. Mm -hmm. exactly about how we think about uh going into these accounts and you've been begging and pleading oh man if i had a bigger account i had a bigger account and i'm gonna be honest with you whether you got a bigger account or a small account if you're not going to treat the hundred dollars right you're not going to treat the hundred thousand dollars right they're still blowable accounts we've known people to blow hundred thousand dollars accounts and you sit here and be like what how there's so much money dude it's not hard oh i've got a story <laughs> for you i've got a story for you it is not hard to do if you aren't paying attention, if you aren't following your plans, like Mike talked about, you're, you're, you're screwed out of luck. You're going to mess up the whole game, no matter what the size. And what a big problem is, and this is what I learned probably about a year and a half in, is if you're doing this consistently and you're, you have $100, you need to be happy with $10. Mm -hmm. If you make $10 off of $100, you've made good money. Close yeah, it's 10%. Close the trade. Mm-hmm. That's a daily, that's a daily, a daily goal, 10%. Right. So if you're hitting that over time, guess what? When you have a thousand dollar account, you'll be able to consistently make a hundred dollars. You got ten thousand, you'll be able to consistently make a thousand dollars. But y'all too busy trying to take ten thousand dollars and make fifty grand, you're screwing yourself. Right. It doesn't make any sense. You can't stay consistent with that mental type of aspect. So that's why that discipline comes in and that psychology comes in. Pay attention and write it down. Go ahead, Michael. You got, you got something on you. Like, no, I'm, 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 this notification's coming in. You want to hear this crazy story, though. This is how sure. much $100,000. This is how much $100,000 does not mean in this market, okay? 
there's a, a person very, very, very close to me. And as they actually know this individual, this gentleman, um, <clears throat> this man swore. He was with me every single day and swore, no, I'm not going to trade. I'm just here with you guys. I'm not going to trade. I'm just going to get away. You guys are, are going to lose money. You guys are going to lose money because he'd already traded at one point and he lost money, right? He wasn't consistent. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have the discipline though, right? Right. So this man sat down. He read trading in the zone and he was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to trade. He started trading. And let me tell you, this man <clears throat> had this situation is something that nobody – I would tell you, anybody that watches this, nobody knows, like nobody knows anybody close to the remote, outside of Trey. Trey knows somebody that actually this kind of happened to, if you know the Bitcoin okay. story. <laughs> so other than that, <clears throat> you want to talk about an experience, a life lesson, a trading experience that is like no other, here you go. So this person traded US 30 heavy, great on entries, great on exits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He took a bad entry. And he was in drawdown like you wouldn't believe. And he was, he was on the verge of actually losing his account. He took his last $10,000, put it into his account, oh saved gosh. his ass, and started actually trading. He was in drawdown so bad that this man brought his account up to $104,000 and was still in the red. What? That's how bad. That's how bad the trade, the entry was, right? So he sat there and he stacked trades. He did it, and he was determined, and he was sitting there focused. And when you and he he was gone. I hadn't heard from him for two months, right? I hadn't heard from him for two months. And next thing I know, he he calls me up and he's telling me like right in the middle of all this, he's like, "Yo, this is what's been going on. I'm gonna fill you in because some levels are about to hit right now." So, long story short. The man profited while this one trade was in this massive amount of drawdown. This man profited every other trade to the point to where he built his account up $104,000, right? Oh, my God. So, next thing you know, news came out. All of his buys were closed or all of his sales were closed. Yeah. And it was pretty bad still. I mean, he wasn't close to margin, but yeah. he was like, if he'd have closed it out, he probably would have been sitting at a account balance of like maybe 40 grand, right? Wow. Yeah. But that's how that's how bad that trade it was like that's like 60 terrible. grand negative, right? That's terrible. Yeah. So he closed all of his profits and he was like, okay, cool. This should be enough. Well, also your swap fees. He was getting charged $150 a day on swap fees. Story short, this man actually closed all those those positive trades. He was like, okay, news is gonna come out, it's gonna drop. This trade is gonna close. I'll be able to close at break even, meaning he's gonna walk away with 104 grand. It went the opposite way. It margined him out, and he was done. He lost a hundred grand. Right. He man. lost a hundred grand. Look, man. He had a couple of trades that were in the red. So, like that hundred and four, when he closed everything outside of that one, mm -hmm. his account was probably brought down to like in the nineties at that point. So, when you're sitting there with ninety, and then you've got this large trade adding fees to it, and then it's running and whatnot, mm -hmm. he was actually at one point adding a hundred and fifty dollars to his account so he could stay out of the swap fee range and the, and guess what it was a swap fee that screwed him jesus christ when everything jesus. dropped and it started going the opposite way yeah. he went to go put in a swap fee amount so then this way he was like oh shit all right cool um this is gonna it was it was actually a uh a liquidity grab 
that took him out. So it ended up going his way too afterwards. At the end but of the day, right? That's usually the liquidity the grab. The liquidity grab put him more in drawdown. The mm -hmm. net the day closed. The next the next day hit, and when he went to go deposit his hundred fifty grand, he was like an hour late. It would already blew. Hey man, there's just so many lessons involved in that. Number one, the discipline. Are we over trading? Are we over leveraged? Are we not accepting our gains? Yep. You know what I mean? You got to pay attention to this stuff. You got to be taking account. And, and this is why the trading plan comes into so much importance because it's going to keep you from that type of behavior. Like what was the point of putting $100,000 on the line like that to try to not follow a day-to-day -day plan that's going to keep you from, oh, I got to take this trade, that trade, the next one, the next one, and then it's all going to blow you out all together anyway. There's a certain right. level of desperation involved. Right. You know, you don't want to be desperate in, desperate in the markets. That's where nope. the focus and comes in. Psychology got to be right and following what your plan tells you to do. And that's the hardest thing for people, right? They come from working a nine to five where it's like they have a plan set out for you and you're like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. Well, now you have the chance to make your own fucking plan and you won't even follow it. Right. You know what I mean? We got to take so, this serious. Go ahead, go ahead. Is the, is the trading plan that you're referring to, is this the trading plan that you and I went over that, like, is this in the, uh, in the academy? Uh, it's not dropped yet. Okay. And you have to sit down on that and okay. we'll get it formatted nicely. But uh, okay. that's, I mean, every if you're a trader, that's the type of plan you want. Well, it's all based off of percentages. And I think that's where a lot of people screw up when it comes to a plan, right? And mm -hmm. the plan is fine, but people overdo a plan where they think they have to put, I'm going to execute on this time frame on this on this session hold for 50 pips, right? This, that, and the other. And you're kind of mm -hmm. going in the wrong direction with that, right? Mm -hmm. um, the reason being is percentages will allow you to correctly um, compound your account. You're yeah. not limiting yourself. If you sit there and you say, I got to grab 50 pips a day, but you're in a move that can make 100 and you're cool with 50, I mean, that's fine and all, but why not just take the partials, take your profit that the 50 made and then just let the rest of the 100, the 100 pips run, you know what I'm saying, okay. on what's left. Secure your money. Like those are the tricks and trades to this whole thing. And, but the percentages will allow you to remove emotion. You know what I mean? So right. it's all thing. psychological. It's crazy. Right. If we want to, based on your story, right? Mm -hmm. I get a red flash of fear, 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 fear. It's just heavy in my head right now. So how do we eliminate the fear? Well, we have a plan that tells us to take three trades a week on, say, US 30, only when it does these four criteria or five criteria. Okay, once it completes that and you hit three times out of the week, and like we've talked about before, if you've learned that you get two wins out of the three every week, just keep re keep repeating, you know, rinse, wash, repeat. Mr. Miyagi, this shit. Yep. It's very simple. And once you do that, now you... You can tell yourself, oh man, yo, I'm tripping. Like I'm 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 doing too much right now. I'm thinking of taking another trade. Are you getting in front of yourself? Right. We gotta have boundaries in this game. We gotta have limitations we place upon ourselves. And if we don't, we end up fucking up an error. But then you can't turn around to your bills and be like, hey, yeah, man, my trade. Uh, see, this is what happened. Nobody cares, bro. <laughs> Nobody cares. Right. You know? So it's important to stay in the pocket and to bring it back and dealing with small accounts. If you're growing it over time, being happy with your $10 that you make, and as you make more, 
up your lot size at different levels, but have rules on it. All right, when I reach 250 and I'm trading GJ or GU, I'm gonna go from a 0.01 now have to a 0.02 when I hit that $250 mark. When I get to 500, I'll pump it up maybe to a 0.05, but keep yourself to the rule base and it's gonna protect you and then have ratio, your risk to reward ratios, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, your your stop loss, whenever you're marking up, if you're marking up accurately, and this is where your emotion removes off of the trade period, is if you predetermine your stop loss and it's at X amount of pips, never, and I think Mark Douglas says this within the book, never, ever, ever increase your stop loss. Nope. Never. Why? Because that amount in that setting is predetermined. Your lot size should be based on your stop loss. So if the stop loss is 50 pips, you should have a lot size that's only going to allow you to lose what your percentage that you're risking is. So if I have $100 on the account, I'll put this in number format for everybody. If you have $100 on your account, you have a 50 pip loss, but you have a 5% loss, right? So you could lose $5 on your account, right? That's the key, the $5. 50 pips, at, if you do a dollar a pip, you're going to lose $50, right? Yep. So guess what? You have to actually divide that by 10 and because you can only lose five. And guess what? Now you're down to a 0 0.01. So if you have a 50 pip stop loss and a $5 risk, you should only be using a 0.10. But if you have a 20, if you wait long enough for a better entry, right? Let it come down. If you're looking for a buy, let it come down a little further. Be patient. Be patient. It's going right. to give you your entries, right? right? This is where technicals come into play. If you can have a 25 pip loss, the stop loss, then guess what? Now you can use a 0.02. Yep. Your stop loss in your trade will tell you how much you can actually utilize on your, on your trade. And people don't understand that. They just go in there like, oh, and you know what? I'll be the first one to tell you. I was, a, I was guilty of this because I caught it. A 0.01 for every hundred dollars. Yep. No, 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 not correct. Not correct. That's exactly, what, the, that's exactly what you said. Yeah, I used to teach it all the time because it was like, yeah. okay, cool. But you know, you're going to have problems with increasing like your, 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 your profits, right? Your profits like on a hundred dollars. If you're sitting there and you're like, well, I mean, shit, I only made $5. All right, cool. Well, what's your percentage of your, if you're willing, if you're aggressive and you're willing to risk 20% of your account, $20, guess what? You could go ahead and you could increase your 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 lot size to like a 0.04. Right. 0.03. Determining determining risk is very individualistic. Mm -hmm. And I tell the students all the time, when you're deciding what risk to take on, make sure you've really accepted that risk. You know what I mean? If you sit there and you've determined and you've done your calculation, you're like, dude, I got a hundred dollar account and I'm risking $25, dude, that's a quarter. I'm not with that. I've got to, I've got to change my numbers up. And then go make that adjustment back down to five, ten dollars, wherever it's comfortable. So that when the market does does some wild shit, you're like, oh, I was ready for Whatever. that. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The next trade. And what I was going with earlier is understanding the difference between a plan and a strategy. Yeah. Your strategy should be looking for patterns, time frames, time frame correlations, or correlations, or your mm -hmm. news, right? Stuff like that. Mm -hmm the numerical approach to it, as far as your percentages and compounding, that is part of your plan. Yep. Don't overcomplicate the plan. When we drop the, the trading plan that, you, that, you, that you'll see, mm -hmm. it's so simple and so basic that it's like, wait, how can this work? I will right. promise you, I will promise you 100% that 
it will work for you if you follow it correctly step by step. Yeah. I will promise you. I have not, I've had people that have used it and then they got off of it and guess what? They failed and they have to come back to me. And this is part of the whole, the, the one-on-one situations that I do. Mm-hmm. When I give the plan out, I normally give that plan out for a hundred dollars a call. So you guys are going to be getting that for free. Right, whoever's in yeah. here is going to be getting that for free. That's a hundred dollars yeah, a call for. If you brought an ITU, you're getting hooked up. So when that happens, and I'll tell them, I'll say, "Look, I'm going to challenge you to this because in your first thirty days, your psychology is going to derail you from this, and it's okay. But what you're going to need to do is you're going to come back to me, and you're going to admit it to me. If you don't want to have that conversation with me, follow it correctly the first time. Yep. Don't derail from it." And it may sound weird because there's things in there like writing it in a letter format and reading it to yourself. People think that that's weird. Well, guess what? If you write it in a letter format and you read it to yourself you're, and out loud, you're going to be manifesting things. You're going to be holding yourself to a different accountability level. I actually told one of my buddies that I did this with. I was like, what's your why? And he said, well, I just had a baby, my, my baby daughter. I, need, I came from the Middle East to the U.S., and I'm trying to make a better life for my daughter. I said, so, te- so guess what? I said, take this letter and you read it to her every single night or every single time you're about to trade. If you get up for New York session in the morning, I said, she's not going to understand a damn word you're going to say. But your feeling in your mind and in your gut is you're going to hold yourself to accountability level that's like no other, meaning you have to, you have to abide by these rules, right? right? Right. Don't derail from it. And let me tell you, that man took an account and he made eight grand in that first week off of a thousand dollars. There it is. He did trade a lot, but he it doesn't it, he didn't overtrade because the, the the positions are you you maximize your lot size for one trade based on your percentage, or you can cut it in half and twin trade, right? So whatever you're gonna do, you're still using the same lot size either way. Well, if you reach your goal and you close out and you still see a good setup. Enter in the next setup. I don't care. Just as long as your first trade has a stop loss at entry, so you're not losing anything, you mm-hmm. could continue to add more more positions. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what he did. He was a little bit of an aggressive trader, but because he felt so comfortable with this and he removed his emotion, he was able to build his account up very quickly. Yep. He called me up and he was like, Mike, man, I, I can't thank you enough. He was one person that got it right the first time. There's only two people that did. Yeah. But everybody else that has gone through it has come back to me and said, I'm sorry, I derailed from it. And when they go back to it, it's a whole different story. Right. So please, just all, tr- when, it drops, when it drops, just trust me on it, please. Most definitely. We all human at the end of the day. You know what I mean? We're going to get distracted. We're going to mess up here and there. But having a vehicle or our plan to come back and stay in line with is what's going to keep us profitable and consistent. Yep. For the students, for the students, that drop will be coming. Mike, we want to get together, man. We'll just we'll just figure it out now. We want to get together. We could do it as soon as this call's over. All right, cool. We'll get together today, and we'll get that drop to y'all by the start of next week. Let's come in this Sunday after um, after I meet with the career traders, and then we'll sit down, overview, and after the overview, and break it down. Yeah, I'll I'll be on that call with you so I can explain it sure. to, to everybody the way that it needs to be explained, like in detail the theories behind it although um i think within the email that i sent though like it breaks everything down as to why everything yeah. there so yeah it, it's it's clear it's clear cut 
And it's, like I said, it's very simple. What you use though for your execution is part of your strategy, which is why it's different than your plan. Mm -hmm. right? So you have to come up, and I think that's, that's the other problem that we have with $100 traders. And I'm going to call $100 traders. I'm going to call them $100 traders, right? Like new anybody traders. Under, or, anybody under a thousand. Right, right, right. That, that even, even experienced traders that are boom and bust wanting to sit there and make a couple hundred dollars, take it out, be done for the day and they're good, right? You do that. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Right. But when you, when, when you have a strategy, your strategy should be able to be flexible. Right. Right. Because you're going to have to conform to the market, but those are all technical based executions. Right. I see this time frame correlation, right? On the four hour, I see room to come down. And on the 15 minute, I see that we're over overbought. So it needs to come down, right? So mm -hmm. I'm going to start selling. So that, okay, that's part of my execution. That's what I need to utilize to make my money. Your, your, your trading plan should never be compromised outside of the specific time frame that you choose, which is what I say, like set a date 30 days from now stick to this plan and only this plan for 30 days. It should be not compromised at all. Correct. Correct. Right. So your strategies, um, actually should include, um, journaling your trades. Zay, I know you've, you've, you push that a lot as far hey, as journal. I got two whole classes on trading journals and mindset journals. I think they're requirements. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, if you start, you're going to start Wait, If you start doing it now, you're going to be ahead of me and Zay. I never did a trading. I never did any of this stuff because I got thrown into the fire. I didn't right. know these things. So everything that you're getting as far as, you know, uh, journaling from Zay or the trade plan that we drop here, et cetera, every, like all that stuff is from experience, right? Mm -hmm. It's from experience that's developed to help you guys. So that right there to me is massive, massive amount of value, right? Mm -hmm. But why does everybody join all these little clubs and platforms and whatever you want to call it right yeah it's different here because nobody's teaching you a strategy no everybody wants to go to wall street to learn q strategy they want to go to this to learn this person's strategy or this to learn this for shit everybody wanted to learn at blue cap everybody wanted to learn how ken traded and what his strategy was mm -hmm. and then he came up with the box strategy which we won't talk about that whatever mm -hmm. um sorry trey apologize bro um <laughs> But that Seven, wasn't even three. a strategy. That wasn't even a strategy, but it was crazy the gravitational pull that it had to people mm -hmm. and how much, how, how much it actually sold. I couldn't believe it, right? Oh. And because we sold it as a, as a single video. Yeah. And it was like $300 just, just for that video itself. And I, I started getting to this point where I was on live calls and people were like, well, what happens here? What happens here? What happens here? What happens here? This is why you never, ever, ever learn somebody else's strategy. The trading is going to lead you to your strategy, 100%. your own, you 100%. build it. I have different confirmation. Correlation is my number one thing. Mm -hmm. That's how important it is to me because I can see DXY going up. I'm going to see AU going down, right? Yeah. But that, that pair correlation, I can tell you right now, not a lot of people utilize. Oh, see now pair correlation comes in for, at the end for me. See, that's, that's, and that's what I was, yeah, time frame okay, correlation not time is important. Frame. Yeah, time frame correlation is important, Most period, definitely. on every single thing, so you can know the, the correct trend. Most definitely. But pair correlation as a confirmation is my number one. There we go. Because I'm looking to unlock, when I, want, when I, when I do DXY, 
and I'm sitting there marking it up and I've got everything that I need, right? Pair correlation is the first thing I'm looking at. It's like, okay, cool. I need to go here. 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 Because when you do that, you can unlock every single other pair just from the DXY. Yeah. Right. And that to me gives me my open book to say, these are the pairs and it could be 12 of them. These are the pairs that are going to be affected by what's going on here. Then I start going into the individual pairs like, all right, cool. This is what I see because your movements are going to be slightly different. Trends could be mirrored exactly, but the moves mm-hmm. and the, the wicks are going to be different. Mm-hmm. So when I, and that's a perfect example there, right there. When it's number one for me and it's at the bottom of the list for you, look at that. Yeah. I could not learn your strategy. I could correct. Right. right. It even, though, even though we look at the same thing. Right. Right. It's not like, you know, I still check DXY, especially on top of the week. Top of the week, primary, you know, DXY is telling me the overall. Through the week, I'm, I come back to the DXY at the end, where Mike may check it still in the beginning every time. Every single day is the first thing I'm doing is checking DXY. There it is. So, but understand, so that's why it's important to develop I want to follow up with you on the strategy. strategy. Yeah. Correct. When it comes with the strategy, like he's saying, man, it's, it's the person has designed it for themselves. And if you haven't designed one, you go in trying to copy and paste, but your whole mentality, the way you think about even the, the economy, your whole out, outlet, if I'm like still in this whole Republican Democratic idea, right, and I'm a full Democratic, and I bring those emotions with me into the market, and those, that helps back my decisions, but this other person doesn't, they don't really give a fuck, they're on either side, whatever's winning at the time, then of course I'm going to lose losing the same, using the same strategy, because I'm going to always look for the Democratic agenda to work. Right. right. So that's going to screw up your whole trading idea and getting with the strategy. So for ITU, that's why I remove strategies out the whole book. But here's tools. We, I, I try to work this like from a mechanic standpoint. You go to I your swear to God, you just read my mind. You just read my mind by saying that. I've got a perfect, <laughs> I got a perfect thing that goes with that. Go ahead, though. Finish. <laughs> but if, I, if I'm a mechanic and a car comes in with problems, right, I need the specific tools that's going to work for the time that I need it to work. And the thing about having a strategy is once you're able to know every time you go to do a tire change, you do boom, 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 star pattern, boom, 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 star pattern. And you do it over and over and over again. All right, how many times out of the week does it work? Okay, now I can calculate it. Now you can get numbers down. Now you can get percentages like Mike said. And there we go. Now right. just repeat. So I was going to use the tool example as well. All the, mm-hmm. the technicals are tools, right? The fundamentals, they're all tools, right? If I sat there and you came to me and said, Mike, I need a wrench. I don't know what it's for. I could hand you the wrench and you could do a million other jobs with it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's up to you with what you do, you, what you use it for. Mm-hmm. So that's everything that's here is like experience, useful information, right. Understanding the market cycles. Right. I think people don't understand when market cycles change, you're, you may need to adjust certain strategy, certain strat- strategical points, right? Because you're going to be in a different market itself. So that I would say that's the only time that you're going to compromise your uh, your your strategy. But your strategy shouldn't change for the most part, right? But then here's but the your other strategy thing. will tell you when you actually need to adjust it anyway you because the markets will change. How do you know you need to adjust without it? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, okay, cool. My strategy, I took five trades and it's already been, you know, six months where I've been very, very, very consistent. I've taken five trades that were clear cut and I'm talking, they could be clear cut trades and they went the opposite way. Mm -hmm. At that point, step back, 
and ask yourself, are we in a different market cycle? Then look at what, what goes into the market cycle, employment and GDP right now, right? So look at those two topics. Yep. That's why we're bringing this information to you. So you know yep. what to look for. If you see that GDP has changed and it's gone positive and employment's still positive, well, guess what? We're in a different market. Whole different market. Yeah. So then, then you can approach it differently, but that, that will get you, that time will come. And those things, like I could sit here and I could tell you, I can't tell you when the market is going to change. Mm -hmm. The market's going to change whenever the cycles are done. It doesn't literally say like a, like a gallon of milk, here's your expiration date. It doesn't have that. We don't go by time at all. We go by price, right? The price is our clock here. Yep. So, you know what I mean? When, when I, it's, it's the most common question that I get too. Well, how long do you think that this is going to affect? Like I had some, somebody try to learn news from me and it was a topic at the very beginning of the day mm -hmm. and it was a yellow folder and he felt that that topic was going to be important, that it was going to be a driver for the whole day. Let me be real with you guys here. News is gonna do two things. It's either gonna cause a continuation or it's going to, uh, was it never actually reverses, huh? Yeah, or pullback. Yeah, it's either gonna cause a, a small pullback or it's, gonna, or it's gonna be a continuation. It never reverses a trend, yeah. never. So you, you, can, you, you can use for an entry, you can use news on an entry. Now, things like yesterday with CPI, right? So today is September 14th. Yesterday mm -hmm. with CPI, that was an all-day thing. Why? Because that's an economic effect so badly that it caused panic in the stock market. Right. Right? When you have that type of a level, then, yeah, you can look to, okay, well, how long does this need to go in this direction? But guess what? Your technicals are going to tell you that anyway. Imbalances, fair value yeah. gaps. Re, uh, break and retests or rejections. We we saw it rejected yesterday. Yep. It was a pull. It, there was a finished pullback before CBI, lower yep. high, retested a previous support that was broken and never retested, and yep. then it dropped. It was so textbook. It's not even funny. It, it really was. It really was. I mean, shit. We were on a call a week ago, and we marked that up to where our entry was like what twenty points away. If that. And it depends on the index. Some of the index was spot on. Yeah, absolutely. If, 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 if you traded the same thing on SPX, the level that we had, it actually broke, yep. right? It broke with the tip of the wick and then it just dropped. The, the, the size of the tip of the wick was very, very small, yep. which is like a sniper, sniper entry. But, yep. and believe, and, and along with that, guys, please believe sniper entries are there, but they will not always come. They won't. They won't. And it also depends Stop shooting on for that. what you accept, right? So if you're a long-term trader and I analyze the weekly, the daily, you know, the month and uh, the monthly, but then I go, I don't do the smaller time framework, then there's no way in hell. There's no way you're right. about to get a sniper entry. Lower, right. Learning the smaller time framework, if you're not willing to do that, then you can just kiss snipers goodbye. You just need to get comfortable with the area and with the market will be in for you to enter. Right. And those smaller time frames are, are key. Yeah. The smaller time frames are key. So when we're talking about uh, using a stop loss, a small stop loss. If you're looking and trading off of the four hour, that's fine. Look for yeah. your look for your move, look for the price to come down. But if you want that that better entry, like Zay is talking about the sniper entry, go down to the five minute, right? Look for your entry off of that because you can minimize your stop loss itself 
and use a higher lot size. That's how some people use five hip stop losses. They're not using five hip stop losses off of the four hour. I'll tell you that a hundred percent. No, no. I'm in trade yeah, now because, with real tight stop losses for indexes for these sales. And it's because I understand what's happening at the smaller time frame. Yeah. And if you look like if you were to take long on the short tool, <laughs> I would challenge anybody to do this. Take your long and short tool <laughs> on the four hour and then make your stop loss. I don't care. Do it on GJ. Make your stop loss five pips and tell me how small that red section is. It's massively small. Oh, we're going to check that out tonight. So when, and, and, and the reason why I say that is because you want to be able to see off of the five minute, you mm -hmm. want to be able to see like that, that five pips could be like this big. If you did like AU, right. It mm -hmm. could be five pips. It could be huge. And you're like, oh my gosh, I have a lot of room to work with. Uh, you really oh, don't. Really? That but, but, but when you look to your left and you're like, okay, cool. We filled all these gaps. It retested. This is a higher low. I'm ready for the buy. Then Drops guess what? You have nothing to worry about. Right. And then off right. of five pips stop loss, if you're on a hundred dollar account and you're willing to lose five bucks, guess what? You can use a dollar a pip. You can use a 0 0.10. Make your dollar per pip. Have a five pip stop loss. And if you have a 50 pip uh, take profit, then guess what? You cut your, take your 0.1, secure your 10%, mm -hmm. right? And for the last 40 pips, use, you know what I'm saying? Use uh what? Use a, like half the, the law size and just let it go. You know what I'm saying? Just right. secure your $10 and let it go. And I want to make this clear, right? These, these things work. And what people are going to do is try to take this information, run, try it. And like, oh, Mike, that didn't work. My five pip keep getting hit. Okay, first of all, it has to fit within the plan. All of these yeah. correlations that go along with what you're looking for, for your strategy, for your trading plan. So if your trading plan, you've tested this over a 30-day period and it doesn't work for you, then you need to reassess the entire plan. And you're not tight enough into your whole um, technical analysis. It's not tight enough for you to have that type of margin. Right. So if you know, and this is why you practice your chart markup so you can know, okay, look, am I getting closer to being exact to where I'm predicting the market to go before it does something else? And if you're not, that's the first thing you need to accept. And then once you adjust that, then we can start talking about using stop losses like this. It's a stepping yep. stone. Go ahead. And I'll be, I'll be honest. Like there's also times I've said, no, don't predict the market, react to it. Mm -hmm. I thought about that over the past few months and I'm like, no, our job is to predict. Correct. Otherwise we're going to, otherwise we're going to miss the move. Correct. Right? So predict it, but predict it to a point to where you're comfortable with whatever you're trading. You know what I'm saying? Like right. be comfortable predict, with the loss. Predict then react, right? So we predict. And then if we see what we're expecting, we react. But if you, yeah. some of you are going in and predicting and then not reacting, right? Because we get into the fear thing and all of that. But we got it. They go hand in hand. In well, mind. yeah, the, predict, the prediction point comes from the markup, mm -hmm. right? That's where your alerts come into play. Okay, cool. I predict it's going to come down to here before I can get it for my buy, right? Or I'm going to set a buy stop, something like that. Mm -hmm. Understand where you need to do that at, though. You know what I mean? Like, those are the, those are the, the, the prediction points but how the reaction is when you actually execute, right? So if you use a pending order, like a stop order at that point, you're going to, uh, 
you're going to already be in the move. So that's a reaction trade, right? You're already in the move. Or if you want it from the absolute bottom or absolute top, you have to predict with what I would use in alerts because you don't want to necessarily set a limit because Mm -hmm. limits are very risky, very, very risky. Especially if you're in a trade, like on a small time frame, if you're looking at a trend, that could only be a pullback and a counter trend move on a higher time frame, and those can be dangerous, right? So understand your trends, this, that, and the other. But um, predict by setting alerts and price that you want to see being hit, and then react and decide, okay, cool, it came here. I see this, this structure. I see this higher low. It gave me a morning star. There's a lot of imbalance to the upside, a lot of buy side liquidity, if you will, mm-hmm. right? And execute, take your buy, right? Yeah. yeah. But you already predicted because of your markup. Your markups are the prediction point. I don't want people to think that they can't predict because part of our job is to predict it. 100%. 100%. Staying aware. Don't, don't take this ignorance and bliss stuff, man. <laughs> Throw that out the window. Stay it's aware. Facts. Of what's going on, we don't. We get paid to be aware. That's what we get paid to do. And I, I, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, paid man. to be aware. Paid to be yeah, aware man. because people are gonna let everything that they see on on. Well, I hate to use TV because this is ITU TV, but everybody <laughs> wants to. What, what does Daniel always say? Television is telling a vision, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So they want you to see certain things on that thing back there, right? They want you mm-hmm. to see and feel and psychologically connect yourself to certain situations because then at that point, they've got you under control, right? 100%. So, you know, saying like, that's the importance uh, along with um, not having emotions in this game is because you actually take better control over what you're doing when you have less emotions. Um exactly. But yeah, I mean, staying in line, I'll tell you, I mean, for some of the things that we've talked about here, uh, for some of the things that have been brought to light, so like I said, some of the things like Zay, that thing that I sent to you on the Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. That is, and that's a perfect reason as to, so it's, it's a great thing when I told everybody, go buy BlackRock, right? When BlackRock starts bottoming out, don't do it now, but just wait because BlackRock is going to be a massive game at some point. You now know why, but if anybody else, if, if anybody else heard that or watched what was going on in that thing, the first thing they're going to say is, oh, that's not true. That's just somebody doing an Instagram reel. No, the difference is, is that me and Zay, we're not basing our decision off of that, but is it a possibility that the stuff could happen? Right. Absolutely. Right. Definitely. Absolutely. We've got we've to gotta stay aware, not just of what is face value all the time. Okay, mm-hmm. let's try to keep our minds open. Hey, look, sometimes people say crazy shit, but we get it. You know, it is what it is. But that doesn't mean it's not uh, it's not 80% true, 60% true, right? So mm-hmm. we got to be able to dissect the information. Again, this is back to us getting paid to be aware. We got to be paid to analyze. So analyzing information, not just taking it all, either throwing it to the left or throwing it to the right, like neither it matters too much, right? Some people go too far left or too far right. I think it's better to stay in the middle. Like, all right, what's going on here? Okay, I'll take this information. Grocery shop. That was a big thing I did when I first started learning this whole niche is I'm grocery shopping information. Okay, I, mm, that looks good. Nah, not really put that back. Oh, that worked. That doesn't work. And then you figure out your whole strategy and your whole plan. So when you're building and just to kind of wrap up here on building small accounts, one, stay focused, 
right? Stay disciplined on your plans and your strategies. Follow your analysis week after week. Have, follow your plan week after week. If you just get up in the morning, like for me, I get up in the morning and it's, it's my time. I do my yogas, fitness, meditations, whatever, getting ready for my day. And then I'm looking at charts and I'm in the right state of mind. But even before I look at the charts, I'm writing down, am I in the right state of mind, right? I'm aware whole, wholeheartedly that, yo, I'm ready to do this. Or I had a bad day yesterday or I was out drinking the night before and I need to chill. Like I need to be able to make those decisions because when you become full time, it's all about, can you pay the bills? Right. Right. And if you're not, go ahead. And believe, no, I mean, shit, nobody's going to care if you're doing this and profiting off of it and making a living off of it. Nobody's going to tell you, you can't call them sick. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If right. you were out night the night before drinking, or if let's just say you have an emotional situation going on at the right. back of the market, you don't have to trade it every single day. No. This isn't that's the whole and, and some people that's, feel this is this is the irony. This is the irony for that this, transition. Right? That transition. This is the irony for this. Everybody that's worked a nine to five, when they get into this, they treat it like a nine to five. And that's fine because you have a certain responsibility with it, right? The responsibility yeah. level doesn't change but the execution level can change. You don't, I will tell you this, the work day, the work week is what? Five days, right? Yeah. yeah same thing. Three days. Why? Why? Well, first Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are probably your more busiest days, right? Mondays and Fridays are opening and closing of the market, right? So there's certain weird movements. A lot of people call them those trap days. Well, with mm -hmm. the last cycle, it was a trap day. It was crazy. But if you do three days and you don't make your goal, let's say you had a bad day, right? And you missed your 10% or 15% goal, whatever your, your, your growth goal is, or you hit your stop loss, you have an extra day to make that up if you want. The other yeah. thing is if you need a day that's normally, let's say I normally trade Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If I say, well, you know what? I'm going to take Wednesday off today. I can decide that I can make that up on Friday if I want to, right? Mm -hmm. You have flexibility in that sense. So your work week now goes from five days from with me, it goes from five days, eight hours a day to three days. Yep. And it's not eight hours a day. It's just, I, I, I like looking at the markets throughout the day period and staying up on news. So I'm yeah. always in shit. Yeah, but yeah, some yeah. people will say, look, I entered my trade and I'm gone. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do right. shit. Zen, you, I'll tell you, you and I, are, and it, there, there's there's reasons for it, but we we've been in different positions, right? Mm -hmm. Where am where am I? Ninety nine percent of my time in here. In here, right? Yeah. yeah. Every time you catch me on Zoom, I'm here, right? There are times that you'll catch Zay out on the beach. You might. It's happening. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, the, but that's the beautiful thing about that's the freedom. beautiful thing about the freedom of trading so what i want people to start getting into the concept of is understanding that those rules are out the window you're in complete control of what you want to do and how you need to do it i stopped living by that episode, nine to five previous episode i want to say previous maybe two episodes ago i said if you're a trader you're an entrepreneur you have mm -hmm. to design your own work everything everything the yep. time you get up, the time you go to bed, what you're going to do on the job, what your tasks are for the day, what time that starts and when it stops. That's only mm -hmm. you. If you never yep. set up those times and get yourself organized, it's never going to happen. You're never going to be consistent. It's just not going to happen. Right. 
you're spending this first time just the learning and developing and all this stuff, when you're ready to, when you've got a sense of the market and what you're charting, and you've got a sense of your trading plan, you then have to transition to a life plan that matches your yep. trading plan. Yep. This all goes in that to, to growing and you're not just going to grow accounts, you're going to grow as a person and all of that. Um, so look, we hit all great points today. Don't over leverage, man. Um, keep control of your risk. Accept your fucking profits, bro. Like <laughs> whatever the account yeah. is, accept your profits. If it's a small account, everything's good. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> you got a hundred dollars, yeah. you make five, dude. That's five good dollars. And if yeah, you it's five percent of your account. Right. If you were walking around and saw that land on the street, you was gonna pick it up. I mean, we all are. Even a hundred dollars, fifty dollars, you're gonna pick it up. That's gas money. Come on Shit. now. Bro, bro, yo, screw all that. I, I would ask anybody watching this, how many people walk down the street and pick up a penny every single time to see it? Especially these days. But you're not going to be cool with $5 in the market. Right. I'm excited because the universe gave me a penny, but I'm going to let this $5 just go to waste. Like, makes and the, 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 the position of it, and I, I, I'll, I'll let this be the end of it for me. The position mm -hmm. of it is literally if, if you have $100, and you make your $10, tomorrow your percentage is gonna be based off of $110. So now your profit yep. goes up, right? Yep. Then you go, which is, it just turns out to being $11. So now you go, okay, my, I made my 11. Now my balance is at 121. We'll do your 10% off of that. Now you're at over $12, right? Okay, well, mm -hmm. cool. Now I'm at 133, now you're at $13, right? And as that happens, you can continue to increase your lot size. Yes, sir. So it's, that's called compounding. I will tell you all why all this stuff matters is because $100 traders have all of these problems. Yes, all of do. them. So I think that this, this conversation and this episode is uh, phenomenal, if you ask me. Just please hey, take me to it. I agree. A lot of things I wish I knew when I started. Bruh, tell me about it. <laughs> tell me about it. You know, so guys, the, the, think the funny thing is, is that, you know, people on the outside that aren't part of ITU, yeah. they got to pay for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and all this stuff is given to you guys for free. So. Can't beat it. It's an open door to a lot of great information. And it's going to help you guys a lot and move on to the next level. If that's what you care to do. So we're going to make yep. that happen. So I appreciate everybody coming through, watching today. Uh, another great episode, Mike. Yeah, I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, all day. All day. We'll definitely catch y'all in the next one. Much love, man. Later. Peace. Thank you.